0: Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above, so remember this podcast is not safe for work. As we like to say, NSF. Remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and curious folk out there. My name is Sir Ink, and today I'm going to discuss with you that thin line between domination and abuse. And how can you sometimes determine what is just strong impact play, strong mental play, or abuse? And to me, it's all about intent. And intent is for me, the ownership of the person who is enforcing the impact or enforcing the mental aspect of the punishment or the play. It's like, for me, it's like having kids. You never want to punish a kid, in my opinion, when you're mad or angry or frustrated with something else in your life, right? Something else is going bad and it's something that a kid might do that is very small and any other time it will roll off your chest. But in this moment, is the, 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 the emotions are high and you can make a bad judgment. Right. And so for me, I look at it in a parental way. If I'm pissed or upset or have, you know, sort of a negative energy towards someone or something else, I'm not going to take that out on my partner or or my submissive. I'm going to wait until I calm down before I act out. Now, you guys have probably listened to some of my other podcasts and I have mentioned a story about a samurai whose job it was to basically decapitate people who made offenses to the state. Right. And so there's one time the samurai goes to, you know, do his job is execute this guy. And the guy spits in his face. And the samurai then put his sword back, holstered his sword back and walked away and came back the next day then to execute the guy, cut his head off, which he did. And when asked why he didn't go through with, you know, cutting the guy's head off, he said, because his intent would have been wrong. Because the guy spit in his face, it angered him and he didn't want to do it out of anger because his responsibility is to 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 cut this guy's head off or his responsibility is the person who's the one that decapitates people for their for their offenses but that wasn't personal for him it's not a job a personal feeling for him right it's a job and so he didn't want to do it out of it being personal to him that this guy spit on his face or spit on. Me. So my point is the same in that when it comes to when you're dealing with your submissive, when you're dealing with even just kids, right? Um You don't want to punish them for something that they didn't do, even though they might have done something. Don't let the things that have been bothering you pile up to the point where you take your frustration out on them because Though you want to punish them, punishment can turn into abuse if you don't have good restraint. Now, I'm not saying that people can't differentiate being able to punish your kid correctly opposed to the other things that's going on in your life. I'm just saying that there are times where that can go completely off rails. Right. And so. There's a thin line between abuse and correction when the corrector is having some stress going on in other places. And one place that we really don't talk about a lot is mental abuse and mental abuse can go both ways. It can go from the dominant to the sub or the sub to the dominant and We don't spend a lot of time talking about that, how some submissives, some of them like to call themselves brats, some of them just have some mental issues as far as being able to calm themselves, right? And they tend to lay all their, can't say issues, but they bring this certain energy that's very unsettling and they'll do that from time to time just because. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with someone like that. If that's who you are, that's who you are. However, you need to understand how that affects the other person, especially if the other person is a dominant and and it's a man. He's focused. He's about having things in order. There's nothing worse than straightening up a room and someone else coming through and wrecking it. And so this is how dominant men kind of function in a world of Things are compartmentalized. Things are in places where they fit well, they work together. If I need something, I know where it's at. And then to have someone completely come behind and just wreck that is frustrating. And we get that from time to time. The room's going to be messy, whether it be our doing or someone else's. But when someone else constantly does it, it becomes frustrating. And to me, that can be a form of abuse. You guys may not see it that way, Because you're like, oh, I'm just being me. But you feel as though if a dominant or if a man loves you enough, he should tolerate that. He should have to deal with that without anything but a sorry from you. But you're really not sorry because you constantly repeat the same behavior. It's just kind of ridiculous. Example. Young lady I was speaking to um, getting to know her and so on and so forth. She's asking me questions. Fine. I try to answer questions, but the question isn't being answered in a way that she likes to hear the answer. Right? So she keeps going further and further and further into this mouse hole to this rabbit hole rather. And she's asking me questions, just trying to get the answer she wants. And I'm saying, listen, I have over 30 podcasts. I have a page that's been running for over 10 years on Facebook with nothing but my thoughts in it. What more do you need from me to answer that you can't find on there? At the end of the day, you have to do your due diligence. You have to work for it, especially if you're not hearing what you want to hear. If you're not hearing what you want to hear, then you have to accept the answers that you get. And if you don't accept the answer that you get, fine. But don't make that contentious for me. Don't make it an issue between us when the issue is with you. I'm never one avoiding any questions. So what could be the issue? And that bleeds into also these. I'm going to take you on a different little path from where I started right now. But it also goes into this whole long distance relationships. And when you meet people online and you're getting to know them and you wanna, you know, you wanna have this kind of relationship with them. But the reality is, people, that there is a financial and time component to all this stuff. You don't live next door, you live states away, hours away, half a day away, a day away. So, Sometimes the the death of where you guys want to go, you want to go to the deep end of the pool. But in reality, you need to stay in the shallow part, right? Because you're going to go through all this mental stuff for someone that you've never met, you've never touched. You don't know if you meet this person live, if all that magic that you felt online just disappears because your energy is different. Mentally, you kind of like each other, but there's also a physical component, right? There's a component that you can't see that their pheromones, that scent, their scent that might do it for you or might turn you off or the way they eat or the way they do something might throw you off. This is where we are. These are the things that people need to consider. We need to stop being in such fantasy land with... Our lives, Meeting people online has been great. I've, I've met beautiful people, beautiful personality, beautiful looking, just beautiful people online that I've forged great friendships with some that I probably will never ever meet, but we care for one another, right? But then there's still that line that we understand is there and we know we can't cross. So the only thing that I might be able to do for a woman that I'm attracted to, that I would love to, to be with or love for her to be my submissive, because of time and location, we can't be together. So what I can do is be a very good friend to her and help her be the best version of herself that she can be. And she can do the same for me. She can help me be the better a better man a better dominant, and I can help her be a better woman, a better submissive to a man. And that's what true friendship is. That is being in reality and not being in this fantasy of you know, oh we're gonna be together, you're my dom. I've seen this stuff play out y'all. I've seen people get mad online and guys cursing other guys out because you're talking to my sub, I don't like the way you addressed her, but they ain't never met. They've been in a relationship for three years, never met. This guy has no intentions of even meeting her. She doesn't even know if this guy has a passport to leave the country to come see her. And every time he's to see her, there's always something comes up and gets in the way. And she kept eating these lies up. Guys, we eat lies up too. We got to stop playing the fantasy game. Be in reality. That cuts down on frustration. Right? In the end, you can't properly punish someone online. You could tell them things to do, or oh, I want you to, uh, you know, put safety pins on your nipples, or you know, or, or you know, um, write this on your breast or you know, smack yourself with the belt, or you know, things like that. Yeah, that's little light fun stuff and. You know, you can enjoy it, but you can't really put your hands on a person. You can't be there to truly train a person to how they should how they should be with you 24-7. So all this online frustration, who are you want to take it out on? You just make yourself look like a fool arguing with people online for a woman that you've never met, but you say you love. If you love her so much, why has it taken you so long to make plans to go see her? Why hasn't those things worked out? These are the questions that people need to realistically deal with. So yes, I meet you. You live in Australia. I live in the United States. Ah, we got such great chemistry. But the next question is, how do we put that together? Can we actually meet one another to make a decision of do we want to really further that? And that means someone has to move to where the other person lives. And all that deals with a lot of red tape with governments and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But and you have to look at the financial component. It costs money to go to another place, another country. And be there for days at a time. You know, no time if you can stay with them or you're going to be in a hotel or, you know, all those kind of things. These things cost money. These things have a financial component to it. And I don't play with that. So when I meet someone and they're in another place, it's like, yes, I would love to meet you. I would love to date you. However, there's a financial component with that. And who's paying for that? Right. Women expect men to pick up the cost. For that. But a lot of times in this lifestyle, a sub is supposed to come to the Dom, not the other way around. So, how do we reconcile with these things? How do we reconcile with the person that you have a heavy infatuation for, the person that you have a heavy liking for? How do you reconcile that really plays out? in real life. Do you really want that? Or do you want just online? And I think that's an honest conversation. And I think that is a conversation that needs to be had by both parties. Like, look, I'm really liking you, but really what we're going to have is just online. So let's keep it online and let's eliminate frustration. That way you don't have to be jealous if someone is talking to me or someone's talking to, to her. You know. I mean, there's certain things that you can do. You know, maybe she wants to use you as that's my dom just to eliminate the jerks that's going to hit her up and the dick pics and things like that. I get that. And maybe you want it because it makes you feel good to say I have a submissive. But in the end, it still comes down to are you willing to go see her? Are you willing to invest money into that relationship? And so that's a deeper conversation. Now it comes down to how much money do you make? Can you really make it happen? Are we really dealing with reality, guys? See, all this stuff leads into that frustration. That frustration leads into, can lead to abuse, mental abuse, right? You could be mentally abusing yourself, thinking like, man, I'm just not good enough. You know, I'm not good enough for him um, because he doesn't want to come see me. I'm not good enough for her because... She won't make a way for us to be together. Like there's all kinds of things. And this pandemic has exacerbated a lot of it, right? Because now we all have an excuse not to come see one another. So now I can really extend this bullshit game that I'm playing, right? These people are playing, they can extend that bullshit or, um, you know, or you can sit back and just think, yo, it'll never happen. And now you're frustrated, but you don't want to let go of the person that you started all this stuff with. Right. And we just got to have realistic conversations, guys. I mean, we really, really, really have to get back to having realistic conversations. And uh, I know you guys may hear, um, Side note: In the background, some tinkling noise. It's the it's snowing here uh, in Philadelphia, and the snow is hitting my uh, skylight. So, if you hear the tinkling, that's what that is. But again, um, back to to topic. Far as you know, managing frustration, managing that line between abuse and um, correction. And also all the other things I discussed with long distance relationships. We just have to be realistic guys. And being realistic and having patience can can stave away a lot of bad moments, bad intent, bad outcomes. We can avoid them if we want to, but we just again, Have to be realistic. You have to keep your feet on the ground no matter how Wonderful she looks or appears to be or how great of a man He seems to be and the one for you If y'all guys can't easily get in a car and see each other in a matter of minutes or hour two hours and less and you really got to think that it's an investment and I've watched a lot of people find themselves in precarious situations. Now I've seen people go hook up, have a good time together, had sex, maybe not, had a session, maybe not, and it'd been a wonderful experience. But those two people were very realistic in what they could have, and they enjoyed it. I've been there. I've enjoyed moments like that. And I still have those people as friends. And this... Is not just a lifestyle thing, guys. This is a straight up life thing. This is life with social media. And before social media, you would go somewhere to another city or another country, meet someone there that you really like, and you stayed in contact with them through a phone or through email, you know, these kind of things. And trust me, guys, this is this is coming from a, a man who met his ex-wife in Brazil, took many more trips to Brazil to know this woman, meet her family, and made a decision to to marry her and bring her back. That was a complete investment of finances and time. And that financial commitment wasn't just for that moment to get her here. That financial commitment also was while she was here. For eight plus years of our marriage, we're married for married and living together for almost nine years. She didn't work, not meaningful jobs, not a career. So I took care of her. I took care of our family, the kids. I took care of them. And so I look at things a lot deeper and a lot more serious than a lot of people do because I understand the commitment it takes mentally, physically and financially to foster a relationship with someone from a long distance. And there's a lot of frustration that can come with that. Uh, The moments that you want to quit, but you got to keep pressing forward. You know, when you're dealing with consulates and being being married in another country language barriers and all these kind of things. Trust me, I've been there. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this kind of stuff. And you ultimately have to have patience. Being a a man, and now everybody calls this dominant man, all dominant men, yes. Being a man who's about handling his business and, and protecting his family and being a provider and a nurturer of those who lives in his home, takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of foresight planning and being able to adjust on the fly without flying off the handle. And so these are things that I want you guys to consider when you're out there dating different people online and you want to meet put a realistic time frame in what you think in which you think you should meet a person if you're both single. Let's just say if you're both single. What's a realistic time frame for you to meet somebody to get to know them online and meet? I personally would say six months, maybe a year, anything more than a year. What's up? What's going on? It's got to be something not right there. Either way, good luck. I don't hate on anyone. Remember, stay patient. For the subs that like the, you know, that's a little all over the place, try to take it easy. Don't push a good thing away because you just refuse to deal with your issues. You have to deal with your issues. You have to know what where the line is with that certain man. What one man can tolerate, another man may not be able to. There might be different things. Maybe your bratty behavior, one guy thinks cute. The other guy, it irks right and so you got to know how much of your brainness you need to pour on and how much you need to take off you know you got to know the levels you got to know the levels because in the end you might think it's cute you might think that's part of the game but you don't want to damage your relationship you don't want to dent it in a way that you can't get that dent out you don't want to mess up a good thing men same for us don't go pushing too far you don't want to damage someone or hurt someone in a way that you can't get out of that where they don't see you where they don't see you the same way they saw you before because of something you've done because they know that there's a person within you that's capable of a deeper abuse and that's scary so again these are things to consider. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for following me on Facebook and on Instagram. Give me your feedback. Um, If you're on kingspace.net, I appreciate you guys. Let me know what you think. Again, if you have any feedback, please email me at sirinq09 at gmail.com. And enjoy the website is up, sirinc.com. Dot com. Please come check me out. Remember that sir. I N Q My Patreon account is up for those who are serious about learning those who want to take things to a deeper level. And remember, you can't wait to be a submissive woman or a dominant man. When you meet someone that's a submissive or a dominant man, you have to already be what you want in return. And so let's talk about doing lessons. Let's talk about doing things that put you constantly in that mode. So when that other person sees you, they recognize you for being a submissive woman. They recognize you as a dominant man. That's not a light that you can turn on and off, guys. It's either who you are or who you're not. You can't hold a facade up but for so long. Again, thank you for listening. Remember, we have Dirty Righty Makeup. Check us out on the website so that was quite an experience wasn't it tune in again for a fresh release of sir inc's the experience podcast